welcome to The Polygon Show. I'm your host this week, Ashley O, and today with me I have Allegra Frank. Hello, Ashley. And I also have Karen Han. Hello, guys. Hi, Karen. Karen What's is up? back. Hell yeah. She's back. She's back, and we're going to talk more about movies, even though I wasn't here for the Alita episode, which I am deeply, deeply sad about. Well, we could just talk about that. No, I think that's fine. <laughs> we have a lot more to talk about, I guess, oh, this, this week. This is your first time doing an episode with Karen. Yes, it is. Yay! It's very exciting. Exciting. We're all here now. Well, only two of you only are here. Only two. But <laughs> it's okay. But so it's I'm okay. I'll see you out. Um, Allegra, you this week have watched, well, I don't know if it was this week, but you watched Shrill on Hulu. Yes, it was this weekend. It is a Hulu TV show. And you've also played a game called BitLife, which is a mobile game. Yes. And then later after that, Karen is going to talk about the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer, the new Quentin Tarantino movie. And I'm going to talk about my conflicted feelings with Ash's Purest White. Hell yeah. A film. A film. A film. Not a movie. John K. Hive. Activate. (laughs) Okay. That's like a joke for five people. That's fine. Ashley's one of those five people are going to be very happy about it, though. Two of us are here. (laughs) That's all that matters. Um, Allegra, please tell us about Shrill and what it is about. Did I say Shill the first time? I hope no. You did did say Shrill. You said Shrill every time, but I wish you said Shill at least once. (laughs) That would have been fun. Um, But you got right. Media adjacent joke. Yeah, because I saw like a tweet with that in it calling somebody a disgusting show. <gasps> Wait, no, it was about Socrates. It was the onion. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay, well, I can be a shill for shrill. Okay. Except I didn't Whoop. like it that much, so I actually can't. Ooh. Dang. Um, so it's on Hulu. It is based on the memoir of the same name, Shrill, by Lindy West. You guys know her mm-hmm. work? Yeah. Heron says, mm-hmm. Ashley shakes <laughs> her head. But uh, so Lindy West is a writer, primarily like kind of like a cultural critic. Uh, she used to write a lot for The Stranger, like a lot of alt-weekly kind of newspaper magazines and stuff. Um, I would say she's best known for a really good, I think it was NPR piece that she did about confronting like one of her trolls. She has a lot of trolls because, you know, she's a woman with opinions on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she is, you know, a, she talks very openly about her weight. She is overweight. And so she's sort of like a, you know, body positivity activist in that sense a little bit. Um, so, yeah, she's, like, done this really fantastic piece where she literally talks to, like, haters. And then there was one piece where she just, like, took down Dan Savage and it was great because mm. he was, like, fat women shouldn't be writing for my magazine. And she was, like, you <sighs> suck. Yeah. So she's sort of, like, famous for that kind of thing. And then she wrote a book sort of about these experiences. And now it is a show on Hulu. Hulu, Hulu, who apostrophe uh, L U? Hulu, <laughs> <laughs> that makes it so much better. Why? It's the mobile app version. Oh, it just makes it so much better. I would watch it more if it was called that. Ad free Hulu. Hulu is Hulu because it's yeah. everything's oh. shorter. Wow. <laughs> anyway, Wait, so because yeah, it does turn it into like one syllable. Wait, but yeah. then, this if, is such a dumb tangent. If you're saying that, then isn't the U the ad? Yeah. You're the ad. But there's a second you in there. <laughs> no, but when you said hello, right? So wouldn't yeah. it be H like apostrophe L-U. L-U? Yeah, but there's like another you at the end is what I'm saying. Oh, yes. <laughs> but the first you, mm-hmm. you are the ad. Yeah. 
because of the joke she made. Yes. That it was add fuck. You only this. need one you. We should probably edit this out. Anyway, you, Baba so- is you. <laughs> Damn. Hulu is you. <laughs> you is Hulu? Hulu is you. Yeah. So anyway, you is, you is streaming. I'm so confused. On Netflix. Streaming is you. So, Trill is basically based <laughs> on Lindy West. So, A.D. Bryant is Annie, who is Lindy. And she's a writer. She's trying to be, like, in, she's at an all-weekly as well in Portland. And she's an up-and-coming writer. She really wants to write about, like, women-related topics and, like, sort of higher-brow things than she's being asked to write about, yada, yada, that whole struggle. But at the same time, she is also overweight and sort of, like, deals with society being terrible to overweight women and overweight people in general. Um, But the thing is, so all of that sounds great. I really like Lindy West a lot as a writer, but it's not that you can't do a good show about a writer, like, Obviously, a lot of writers have very distinct voices and that can be communicated also through, you know, acting like obviously. But I just feel like the show gets away from what I find personally interesting about her as a writer of like being this very strong willed woman in a space that does not want to provide for people like that. And instead focuses on like romantic drama, which I think makes sense. Like it is like, oh, she's overweight and nobody's going to love her, blah, 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 which already problematic. But like, I understand why they would want to sort of focus on that. But for me, it just doesn't really resonate because I think there's just so many other interesting layers to this character potentially. But Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lot of people really like champion it, championing it because it is progressive in the sense that, like, here's A.D. Bryant leading a show and the fact that, you know, it's even about a woman who talks very openly about her weight and her body image in not necessarily negative ways yeah. is really great. But just on a pure entertainment level, I was almost done with it. I was on the sixth episode of Six and I was like, oh, how did I watch all of that? I don't <laughs> I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened. <laughs> I forgot everything immediately. I mean, I feel like that's kind of one of the hard things about where media is right now. I mean, stuff like Crazy Rich Asians or like Captain Marvel, like they're perfectly fine, but there's a certain expectation for them because they are the first at XYZ. Like Crazy Rich Asians was the first movie that had a entirely Asian or Asian American cast. Um, Captain Marvel is the Marvel's first female uh, superhero led movie. Both of them are like, are fine basically. Yeah. And, it's to a certain point it feels like maybe the defining trait about those movies is like that is the defining trait and it's hard to know exactly how to talk about it because you want more out of it like you want more depth but how do you talk about it without make like lessening the significance of the fact that it exists exists at all yeah mm-hmm. exactly. i think a lot of it too is that there there aren't enough um like other titles and works that are like that that exist where we can get you know, the the kind of depth or messages that we wouldn't have in that specific movie, right? Yeah. I think there are a lot of other interesting, like, just ways to tell stories rather than, like, of course I think it's always going to be fine in some degree, which is kind of unfortunate because it's just, like, like you said, it, it's enough that it's getting there mm-hmm. and then it exists by it being there, but it's, like, but... But there, we want exactly like you said, more. I mm-hmm. want more, and I want more stories like that. And it, everything just seems like almost like it doesn't match up to, I guess, like even my own expectations yeah. of what kind of like richness that I really want from that. But that really sucks because it's like 
there are so few of those yeah. out there. It's like, it's not mm-hmm. that I don't want this, mm-hmm. but I would like more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I know like Ashley and I on another episode, we talked about Captain Marvel, which I think we all feel sort of similarly about in this vein. And I also talked to Susanna, who wrote the review for Polygon mm-hmm. about it. Like, we need to be comfortable with these things that are progressive and highly representative of like marginalized groups as just being like fine like just okay yeah but it really does feel like it's so polarized where it's either like this is a bad job of representing this group that never gets represented or you are representing this group it's not bad therefore it is amazing yeah 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 because it shouldn't be either of those really yeah (laughs) it should be like you should be allowed to be in the middle like captain marvel is kind of like a middle thing like shrill is to me pretty like in the middle but because it's a rare thing it's already like, oh, we must dissect every aspect of it until yeah. it's like dust. And then <laughs> we can't actually tell anymore that it's not great. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is maybe too inside baseball, but I feel like part of the worry is also that if something like that's fine, does well, the studio will take the wrong message from that and just kind of churn out copies of that, which mm-hmm. means there's no real progress being made, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because like stuff like Deadpool, for instance, where it's like that movie, fine, but the studio took that success to mean like, oh, they want more of that. Yeah. Which is not necessarily true. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm afraid of, of just like it's so easy. And I think to to picture like the boardroom presentation mm-hmm. of like, see this title, like the, the big stick, the metal extendable stick. <laughs> yeah. And they're like this big sales. Yeah. There's money. Slide two. Deadpool two. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And everyone's like, oh. Fuck it, yes, genius. It's like the Citizen Kane gift. Yeah, oh, that's God. exactly what it is. It's just like, oh God, yeah. No, you guys just don't get it at all. Yeah, so frustrating. Um, but Allegra, yes. Let's sidestep that frustration for a second. <laughs> what is this extremely basic mobile game? As you wrote in in the notes, it says extremely <laughs> basic mobile game called BitLife. Um. <laughs> Please elaborate on what that is because. Did you like my other note, which I'll get into? Yes. <laughs> but please explain what BitLife is because okay. to me it sounds like a pirating tool. So. I was about to say, like, the name is just vague enough that you could put forward a lot of different hypotheses about what it's about. Yeah. Like, another. I was thinking another version of the Pirate Bay. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's really good bit life. Yeah. Um, I'll pass my phone around so you guys can see, but I just want to describe the icon for yes. this app because I feel like it's also fitting of your idea. Like it's this really <laughs> janky looking font and then it's a baby in utero, uh, like a little tiny baby in like literally a uterus <laughs> with the umbilical cord. It just looks what? like a weird like life tracking app. Or something, um, which yeah, how did this you looks hear like a period trapping app? It does. So the way I heard about it, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. The way I heard about it is actually from Gita Jackson on Kotaku. Uh, she wrote a thing that was like, "Oh, BitLife and my virtual like BitLife is letting me make virtual lives, and I'm obsessed." Like something basic like that mm-hmm. is the headline, and I was like, "I love virtual lives. Let me read." And she described what the game is, and it sounded amazing because what this game is one it's free to play and does not require the internet so first of (laughs) all that's amazing yeah that is a big perk huge perks it's very simple um i will also show you guys the interface actually i'm going to show you a screenshot but we'll get to that so it's very simple you just open the game and it's like 
do you want to start your life? And it's like, okay. And then it randomizes a person for you. So, for example, right now I am Ollie Corden. And it tells you, like, the person's stats, like, as a baby. And it tells you, like, Ollie Corden was born in Glasgow to, I forgot his parents' name. They Names they both died. I forget. But, like, <laughs> you know, Margaret and Sam sure. uh, Corden. Uh, he was born on February 15th. And here are his stats. So it'll tell you, like, how cute he is, how smart he is, how healthy, happy he is. <laughs> so it kind of is, like, one of those things where you're just kind of tooling around with things to, like, keep the stats up. But you can also, like, so you can age him manually. So you can choose, like, okay, I want to make him, like, three now so you can press the age button and then he'll be three and with each year of life like some automatic thing will happen so maybe when he's three he falls down the stairs and breaks his leg and has to get amputated and now he has to live the rest of his life as an amputee and then it changes that's a very extreme thing that has not happened to my character (laughs) and I don't even know if it's possible but like things like that can happen and then it's like okay well now I have to completely change how I play this yeah. game and you can get married I have two kids right now Ollie yeah thank you you get a job you go to college do you um, play like one character at a time or can you switch between so you play one character at a time and you do like their whole life you can you could end their life early if you'd like either uh. in game or you could just like say out of game like I want to start over is there like a time period uh, it's not timed or anything. Sure. So, but like you could just die. Like my, I had my roommate play it, and she was telling me what was going on. She was like, "Okay, I'm three. I have scarlet fever. I'm seven now. I'm dead." And I'm like, "Why didn't you go to the doctor?" She's like, "I didn't know you could go oh to my the God. doctor." Oh wow! <laughs> but you could go to the doctor. So like things like that could happen. So literally, she huh. like died as a seven year old, and I was like, "What are you doing?" She also got addicted Sometimes to heroin. And really do be. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Sometimes you live long enough to be. Is this own. like The Sims or something in in any way? It's kind of like The Sims, but here. So I'll show you um, because a great thing happened to me, and I took a screenshot. So one, first of all, it has because it's free. It has like all these dumb ads. So this is just a screenshot, but it has like this really basic. Oh, oh my god! Interface. It's just like a white screen with lots of text uh-huh. and <laughs> random things happen. Oh no! So the thing I'm showing you guys that Karen's oh, laughing at. <laughs> is oh, <laughs> Ollie has a friend. What is his name? Brian. Yeah, yeah. And it, <laughs> wait, can I read this? Yeah, Karen, you can read it. It says it actually worked. Your intervention was successful. Brian is no longer addicted to crack cocaine. <laughs> Tap anywhere to continue. <gasps> so, like, <laughs> that's one of the random pop-ups that could happen. Can you also explain the bank balance? Okay. Yes. So, um, you actually like have a job, and you can like buy a house, and you are supposed to buy things like going to the gym costs money going on dates costs money so you need money Um, so Ollie Corden is a senior insurance agent he Mm -hmm. makes 60k Mm -hmm. and so I also he also has a house because he has two children and his girlfriend finally was like we've been together 16 years Florence her name's Florence Florence (laughs) did you name her or she just shows up Uh, you can choose like you can select like there are potential people to date and you could be like I'll try this one really yeah so do you get to decide if they like someone or the character decides Uh, you get to decide pretty much everything except the automated stuff what automated yeah. stuff? So automated stuff would be like this Brian incident with Ollie where <laughs> I like became 37 and then I got a pop-up that was like, Ollie's best fen- friend Brian tried crack cocaine and now he is addicted. <laughs> oh. What should Ollie do? And then you could either like ignore 
elaborate unfriend him. Oh. <laughs> it literally was like you could unfriend him or you can stage an intervention, which is what I did. And it worked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that they included the word actually in that notification. Yeah. Like it actually worked as if that maybe there were an option where you get another pop-up that says, no, you idiot. Of course it didn't work. I have to imagine that is an option where it's like, your friend's dead. Yeah. Good job. So because you can also become addicted, like there are sometimes pop-ups, like someone was like, do you want to try some heroin? And I was like, no. And so it was like, Ollie did not try heroin. And my roommate, when she did it again after she died, uh-huh. it really quickly, um, she was like, oh, it. someone offered my character like meth. I'm going to take the meth because oh it sounds fun. God. And then it's like, oh, I have to go to rehab because I got fired from my job oh for my being God. addicted to meth. And then you can send your character to rehab. And then my roommate is like, so I just sent her to rehab. She's still addicted to meth. It didn't work. Oh, my God. It sounds dramatic as fuck. It's really yeah, dramatic. For a free app. Is I there know. like an objective? So basically you're just supposed to like make it through the life sure. like, in a way that is like appealing to you. So like right now... <laughs> In the screenshot, I had like 88K, which for a 37-year-old- Ollie like, doing pretty good. Pretty good. But last I played before I got off the train this morning, I'm like 45 now. I got through a lot of time mm-hmm. on a short train ride. His mom just died. Oh, no. And le- but here's the good thing. Left him $500,000 oh. in inheritance. And I was like, I'm buying the charming chalet now. <laughs> the charming <laughs> chalet. Fuck. I have a nice new house for my two children, Naomi and I Lily. I want a <laughs> screenshot of the- Charming Chalet. <laughs> it sounds like an Animal Crossing pocket camp. Real thing. estate, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, there's different real estate. I have a wow. used Subaru. Oh my God. It's crazy. Someone's getting addicted to bit life. It's very fun. And it's that free. That does sound really fun. It's really fun. It's free. It like goes really quickly. Like I pretty much am like almost done with Ollie's life. This taps into like the exact reason that like people play Sims. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. There's going to be a whole Black Mirror episode about like your journey oh, with sure. your character. Yeah. As you're just tapping along. And Ollie's like a real person. Yeah. It's stranger Why than do you fiction. think it's free to play? Stranger than fiction. Yeah. It's yeah. Stranger than fiction. It's free to play because it's he's real. It's, we it's didn't an have to experiment. Make yeah. Um, wow. That's okay. Highly recommend. It. Highly recommend. I'll probably end up trying it out because it sounds ridiculous. I'm downloading it. Yay. I probably will after this episode. I need a co-op mode for this though. Oh my god, yes. We should all oh, be that's a fan idea. <gasps> Oh my God! Wait, that would be so good. That would be so fun. Do they allow that? No, no. it's single player. But okay. what if like one of us was the mom, one of us was the other mom, and yeah. then one of us was our daughter, and then like Karen's the daughter and runs away. Mm-hmm. Ashley and I keep I, trying to get divorced. I want <laughs> to like hook this up to tw- like Twitch plays bit life. <laughs> oh my God, be that would actually be really good. A disaster. <laughs> Karen, sure. please tell us about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I have seen screenshots all over social media, but I haven't watched it yet. Uh, please tell me about this next Tarantino movie that everyone's excited about, including me. Allegra and I were actually talking about this earlier today, where the trailer uh, only really gives you the vaguest sense of what the movie's about in mm-hmm. a way where you're like, Oh, he's not done editing. Um, <laughs> but he will be soon. Yeah. Uh, but it stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt uh, as an actor and his stunt double who um, are basically just trying to get famous. And it hasn't worked so far, but maybe yeah. it will. Um, a big deal was kind of made about the fact that like Margot Robbie's in the movie as Sharon Tate. Um, so people were like, this is going to have to do with the Manson murders. Yeah. But there's nothing really in the trailer 
that hints at it as strongly as you would expect based on that. Like Charlie Manson's in the trailer, um, and as are the Manson girls. Uh, but it seems to be a lot more basically just about these two ding dongs like trying to get famous. Yeah, it looks really funny. Yeah. It does. It kind of reminds me of like Wolf of Wall Street, which maybe is just because it's Leo hamming it up. <laughs> I mean, it's like the nice guys plus like Hail Caesar plus yeah. Leo being insane. Yes. Which is always good. Yeah. Um, I wrote my first thoughts.com whoop, byline whoop. about this trailer, which is what we were sort of also talking yeah. about. Um, and I just want to, the, the freaking posters, that's what I was honing in on. You've seen those, right, Ashley? Yeah. So basically, the posters are, um, the one, like, the main one is Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio on either side <laughs> of the, like, frame. And then the Hollywood sign insanely blurry in the background. Yeah. And then, like, one layer up, like, a just random freaking car. And it's just the ugliest freaking poster. <laughs> okay, here's my opinion about those posters. I think if you took the title off. Yeah. It's fine. Like they're, they're not great. Well, yeah, they're doing the rom-com lean on the sides of the posters, first of all. Um, there's like nothing they're leaning against. It's just against the edges of the picture. Um, but it's the fact that he, Tarantino basically just used like impact font yeah. for the title that makes it look yeah. bad. I totally agree with somebody's take on the internet that it looked like an AMC poster. Yes. Like a yeah. show as opposed for an AMC show. And I'm like, that, yeah, that's because I feel like I've seen that exact poster that just said, better call Saul. Yeah. No, the Better Call Saul posters are good. <laughs> Wait, I know, I like, love Better Call Saul. Well, from show, like early Low Winter two- Sun or whatever. Uh, yeah, RIP <laughs> Low Winter Sun. Uh, but the, I think somebody in our Slack posted like the Feed the Beast poster, the like chef show with David Schwimmer, which oh, literally yes. looked exactly like that. I was like, yeah, that's fair. So like I saw those posters, what, they came out Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. So I saw those and so already I was like, okay, I hope the trailer like explains something. So that's why I was sort of <laughs> disappointed. But I don't know, like do you guys feel like a trailer should adequately set a thing up like what do you prefer I sort of like especially recently when they don't Mm -hmm. because I feel like the habit that trailers have been skewing towards is that they give away too much where they're just like here's basically the sizzle reel but of the whole movie and you can kind of tell how everything's gonna go and you go see the movie and you're like yeah I've seen that yeah or it's so linear that basically you can see a shot in the trailer and be like I know the movie's gonna end has isn't totally over yet because we haven't seen X shot from the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this is just kind of fun and doesn't give anything away, I think, is better. Yeah. I totally agree. That's why I feel like I haven't watched. I I kind of err on the side of not watching trailers at all mm-hmm. if I can. I mean, sometimes I do, but even then, I I totally feel the same way. Of like, I've had that happen. I think too many times in movies where I'll remember a shot and then just suddenly in the theater be like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized. Yeah. I guess this is sort of a this is a preview for what you guys are going to talk about next week, but like if you haven't seen the trailer for Jordan Peele's Us, don't watch it before you see the movie. Someone was just telling me this yeah. too, someone else. Yeah. Like and I've seen that trailer and I think I've seen like with horror movies this happens a yeah. lot, I think. Like what was the one by the guy who made Hereditary that trailer that came Midsummer. out recently? I'm really curious to see how much of that represents the actual movie. Like, I can't tell what the freak is going on from that trailer. Yeah. But, like, that and the Us trailer are, like, so freaking they're unnerving. They're good. Like, and, they're scary. Yeah. But the thing about the... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to keep talking about Us. But the thing about that trailer was that, like, while I was watching the movie, there was something that I remembered so clearly that I was like, this still has to happen. Yeah. And, I, and the more you kind of build up to it, the less 
effective it is. Mm. Anyway, TLDR, don't watch the Us trailer, but go see the movie because it's very fun. Mm. Um, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood looks very fun. Uh, I feel like the main, well, this isn't the main point of contention, but the thing that like my group chat blew up about was like, is Leonardo DiCaprio still hot or are we just conditioned to think that he is? This is an important question. I'm looking to you first, Ashley, because I don't want to answer first. <laughs> There's so much debate happening in my head because yep. I do have to say that I saw a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio. It was like one of, you know, whatever. He was like on vacation or something. And it was like a tabloid. Mm-hmm. And it was from like a year or two ago. And I remember thinking like, oh, yeah, Leonardo. <laughs> uh, I mean, I understand. You know what? Like you do you. You have a fuck ton of money. Like you do you. He whatever. is doing him. But then, <laughs> but then yeah, I see... Um, I guess posters for this and I'm like back at it again Leonardo he looks great in this trailer he looks good yeah I feel like he'll forever look good in our eyes as you're saying but at the same time at least for now I don't know about later when he gets older but at the same time now I feel like he still sort of retains that ability to sort of like snap it back if you know what I mean but like yeah at will, almost. Yeah. I feel that way in, in some ways about Christian Bale, kind of. Oh, for sure. Christian Bale is very good. I mean, so, so like that. a really yeah. intense method actor. That, that's yeah. like his thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, I'm Christian Bale again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you'll see him at the Oscars and like, like for Vice or whatever, in Vice Bonkers. he's bald yeah. and huge. And then at the Oscars, he's like svelte and he beautiful again. He just looks exactly like himself again. It's yeah. bonkers. Yeah. Just the amount of intense training and dieting to just... That cannot be good for him. Yeah, to just... Oh, gosh. It just differs from, like, role to role, how much time you have in between roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, geez. Yeah. Physically demanding. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, I can't get my fucking ass to the gym. You know? and Maybe fuck, you just need to score a big part in a movie. I think so. Because, like, I look at Leonardo DiCaprio, and then I, like, look at the Girl Scout cookies next to my bed. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> fuck! <laughs> But I know I'm not an actor. I'm not Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, so like it's okay. Whenever I get mad at myself, like when I'm looking at like some hot model or something, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, but they're literally paid millions of dollars to be that is at the, the gym. Thing. Yeah. Well, that was also the thing I was thinking like with all the Brie Larson working out for Captain Marvel videos where I was like, that's all she did all day yeah. for like a certain period yeah. of time. Yeah. Like she, that was work. Yeah. Oh, Which is not the case for us. Yeah, like, it's yo, true. pay me to go to the gym. I'll go. But she can't even <laughs> pay me to look hot for Polygon. <laughs> That's true. She like can't even. If you think about it, like, she doesn't even have a break to like eat. I don't know bread, <laughs> right? I mean, probably to to have dessert to like yeah. eat a, a brownie or something. That's horrible. That's there were very cute videos of. Like her trainer, like rewarding her after she does like a million push ups by like giving her a cookie and she just like eats it with joy. But also, it's like, I'm gonna eat like 10 of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm not gonna go to the gym. Exactly. And there won't be a reward. No. That's crazy. Um, I just wanna, I think I'm on Ashley's page about Leo. Yeah. I wanna quickly say that two things. One, when did you notice that his head changed shape? That's a huge thing. I don't think his. It blew it up. Did. It blew it up. did though. I feel like we've talked about this. I don't think we have. Oh, I've definitely I've like mapped it out with people. But he <laughs> definitely has. Um oh my god. I, I think it was maybe right after Wolf of Wall Street. It's mm. like I think it's post Django. Post I've been thinking it's earlier, guys. Yeah? I'm thinking it's after the what? aviator. Dude, Ooh. wait, you think in Django his head was big? Yeah. 
I think I feel like you know that if that were true, it's probably overshadowed by the fact that he's fucking crazy in that movie, and like I'm just so immediate, like a like a moth to a flame of like looking at it, just witnessing how crazy he's getting. I'm like, oh, I don't even notice his head. <laughs> But now I probably, no, I definitely, in the posters recently for sure, it's like, oh, unmistakable. His head has inflated. <laughs> it's inflated. It's I love inflated. the memes that people make sometimes where they like leave the face, the, the shape of his head alone and then just shrink his face. His face. On the <laughs> Those oh, are so God. disturbing. His head they is are, but they're funny. <laughs> they're funny. Uh, uh, do you think it's going to keep changing shape? I think so. I think he has just like big head syndrome. I mean, if that keeps going, he's gonna look like a Dick Tracy villain. He's gonna, he's gonna look like Alec Baldwin. He's gonna become <laughs> flat top. Ah, but here's the thing: so watching this trailer today and like looking at the fact that they're trying to sell us on Brad Pitt, who I think is beautiful. I he know is. he is. He is gorgeous to me. I love him. <gasps> he's aging really well. Thank you. He yeah. is. He's I, just like turning into I don't, slightly more square jawed Robert Redford. Yes. <gasps> Yeah. Who is like an ultimate babe? Yeah, hottest man. True. Um, so I was watching, and I was like, you know, I can actually believe that Brad Pitt would be Leo's stunt double mm-hmm. because Leo looks good, and so maybe his head is shrinking because Brad Pitt has a very normal size, he good head. He's a regularly proportioned man. Yes. Ashley's turning of her nose. <laughs> no, I'm just like thinking really hard about Brad Pitt's image over the years. He's still got it. He's still and got you know it. what? I think he's going to be like a George Clooney where they're going to just still have it until they die, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Every time I'm like, does George Clooney still have it? He like puts out a new movie and I'm like, he still has it. I know. Yeah. And it's strange that like, I feel like we're, we're both compelled to ask that question. Like, is this it? Has he finally lost it? It's almost like we're like waiting for that day. And it's like, please. Still good. Got me again. Um, Yeah. Shout out to Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Clooney and Pitt. Um. I watched a, another film. We're going to continue this film train. Hell yeah. Film train. Uh, I saw <laughs> on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Ashes Purest White. Which, yeah. um, how do I describe this movie? I don't really want to give anything away. I mean, I'll just be vague in that, like, you know, it stars uh, this, this couple that they're involved in this sort of like the seedy underbelly of... Uh, the Shanxi, I think, town, province, area. Anyway, they're enjoying life. They're living it up. Uh, but then, you know, something happens. They both go to jail. And, and then it sort of just, like, tracks, like, mostly, like, I guess it, it's told from the perspective of, like, the, the female lead. But so um, Oh, my God, she's amazing. But anyway. Zalatana, like, should win an Oscar She absolutely should. Um and, you know, it's like about her trying to it's like about the relationship, you know, before and then after like this whole thing happened with prison. And like the I think like despite the summary I just gave, it's surprisingly like very mellow. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it gets very intense, but it I mean, it's a long movie. It is two hours and 21 minutes. Uh, and I think there were a lot of periods where I was like oh is it is it over nope it's not over uh and it was still there but I think it was just like it's so the way that it was shot really 
mm-hmm. I think like got to me just because there are a lot of long, slow, deliberate things that are very much like, I don't know. I think it kind of counteracts like my uh, assumption or expectation for like, you know, establishing shot, establishing shot. Like I need to know everything and like have all the information and like everything being super, um, I don't know, like purposeful, like in an equation kind of like, oh, this and this and this. Oh, and then we're going to show this. Mm. But this is like a lot of kind of like language shots of like this is the area that she grew up in. This is the the air, like where her dad is living. And then I think like over the years, they'll oh, quote over the years. I think like it started what in the early nineties or something. That's what it takes place. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, it kind of shows the 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 gradual uh, change that sort of happens. And for some people, it seems really sudden. Like you know, obviously you get out of prison and you know the hell happened. Um, but I, I think like it's an interesting spotlight on. Yeah, like I guess I don't know anything about that area of China or what life is like there, but it's I don't know. It's like I think the way he is presenting it is unconventional in a sense. I only say that because like the ending, as I told Karen earlier, <laughs> as soon as the credits came up and like we knew that the movie was over, someone in the back just muttered, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and honestly, I agreed. You know, I think I sat there for a couple seconds and it was like, come on. Oh, but uh-huh. I, inv- I invested all the, the time and what is this ending? And then I think I walked around for a bit and I was really confused by it. But I don't know. I feel like I it was one of those movies that I had to let sink in of like either, you know, when it ended, I was like, okay, either I really, really disliked that or... That was a very loaded gun that I just need to process and that I might like or have a different appreciation for. But yeah, I think Karen, please, please speak more to his directorial uh, vision. So the director's Jia Zhang Kei. Um, he is one of like the biggest directors in China in terms of um, like his films play at Cannes Film Festival all the time. Like this one, I think, did last year, but. A lot of his movies are kind of in that vein where they are these kind of sweeping epics that aren't necessarily linear so much as they are like episodic. Like there's there are these moments in these people's lives um, that do come across as very emotionally resident, but resonant, but are more kind of about the way that China's changing mm-hmm. and the way that like the past is in communication with uh, the future, especially when it comes to like outside Western influences like this one. Features the YMCA by the village people. Yes. And like <laughs> Mountains May Depart, his last film, like also kind of does the same thing where there are these songs. And there's a really great interview with him where he's talking about it, where he's like, these songs bring this specific nostalgia for this period of time in our past collectively. Like, even though none of us like really understood or knew the lyrics, like that music hits a certain spot for mm. us, which I feel like is a broader. Uh, kind of description of his movies in general where it's like even if we I don't personally know that much about the history of China or the way that it's changing currently but he's good at painting like a very evocative picture um, of a place and time Mm -hmm. so do you feel like did you have a similar reaction to the ending as Ashley first of all Uh, a little bit maybe less so just because I was more like expecting it I think to be like that and I guess for both of you, but for Ashley, especially because you had such a strong reaction, <laughs> does that, how does that affect your overall like view or enjoyment of the film? Like having such a sort of blunt like ending that, as you said, like 
feels kind of like, really, that's it? I put all the time in and mm-hmm. that's it? Um, I, I think it was something that uh, it was really like an overtime kind of thing. And usually I don't do that with movies. Usually like maybe at the max, like couple hours after, maybe 24 hours, like I'll pretty much know what I think of a certain movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was very much like I, I thought I did, but then I kind of. I think because I didn't, I, I was struggling to understand it. I thought more about it, and I think thinking more about it, and then I, I don't know. Yeah, stepping away from the theater, so to speak. It, it, I guess I thought about it differently because, like, I, th- I think in the theater, I so much was expecting, or I, I mean, even if it wasn't totally, but any sense of like gratification, yeah, from that, and um, you know that didn't deliver. And also, I'm not familiar with the director, so I really didn't know. And I think like that also kind of reflected back at me of like what my viewing habits are like when I go into movies or maybe like certain expectations or biases I have for like certain storytelling I guess techniques that I didn't really know that I had so thinking about uh that now I think like aside from uh her performance which was just so good Mm -hmm. I think like my favorite thing Karen you mentioned is yeah like this glimpse into a, a specific time and especially like using this like really popular song and it's like a very intimate glance at like your community in there and like this sense of time and place you have with everybody else around you and then you know it's not like they they didn't he didn't even do anything so obvious as like her walking through and it's empty and she could hear (laughs) echoes of the YMCA song like it was nothing like that but you it still communicated that in a sense of like her just looking around at how things were changing and realizing like I don't know that maybe she felt kind of out of place and like I think for a lot of the the movie it's her feeling very out of place and struggling to kind of rediscover that and I think like I guess just I I think when you're watching it 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 doesn't seem like it's saying much yeah Mm -hmm. but I think again as you marinate over it it I don't know. I think it brings up a lot more interesting points or just, I don't know, like, like themes. getting the he... macro view of it. Like one, yeah. literally, as you're saying, like once you step away, you see more of the big picture. Mm-hmm. And I think in that sense, I, I really enjoyed it that way mm-hmm. for sure. Awesome. Yes. I love movies like this that <laughs> stick with you for this long. Like I feel like I haven't seen a movie that has like that kind of really searing ending in a while. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make generalizations or anything, but the last one I saw was also like, you know, East Asian. It was Shoplifters. Shoplifters is so good. You should totally see that movie, Ashley. Oh, it's on Hulu. Them. Oh, is it? Yeah. Shoplifters is streaming on Hulu. <laughs> it's so Can you, what, good. What is it? Um, a, Like a quick summary. Um, yeah. Ooh. Jinx, you go. Okay. Uh, It's about this uh, very found family who are uh, very impoverished. Like, literally, again, as suggested by the title, like, they sometimes turn to shoplifting to get by. Um, They find, like, a little girl who's clearly, like, being neglected by her parents, and they sort of fold her into their family. And uh, it's about, like, them... It's about, like, trying to define what family is, but also dealing with the narrative wheels that start turning once, like, after a few months, the girl's parents report her missing. (gasps) So, yeah. And it has a similarly, like, based off what you're saying, like, kind of abruptly devastating ending. At least, yeah, it felt that way to me. I cried so much. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just, like, there's all of that, yeah, time you're putting in. And then it's, like, seriously, like, after everything. And it's... I feel like it it feels like there's more of a point to it in Shoplifters just because that 
like they explicitly address like the injustice of what happens not to really spoil anything but yeah. like it ends very abruptly and the characters do kind of address that within their lives yeah like it, everything makes sense yeah and it is justified but it still feels like oh come on everybody it's you want a happy ending yeah yeah and so it's it reminds me a lot of what you're saying about ash's purest yeah. white i mean and i think like what i liked a lot was that he the director didn't really pull any punches about showing like how shitty people can be sometimes yeah. and just like people falling into patterns and like sometimes man that's just life and people just repeat the same fucking patterns all yeah. the time and like yeah. i think some of it i think at the time felt so bleak to me yeah and then you know once I really fully absorbed and understood that, I, I feel like it was just boom over, and I was like, <laughs> you know, like I also was in the theater, and I also wanted to yell like, "What the hell?" Yeah. For some reason, I'm imagining you like in a deathly silent theater, and some people in the background are just like, "Wow, what?" And you're just like. <laughs> I mean, it was like all very old people in the theater and then yeah. just me in the front with my fucking stupid seltzer that I thought was like clever. I was like, I'm going to sneak this seltzer and this is so, this is such a good idea. No one's going to know. Opened it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm a fucking moron. Ashley and the fucking stupid seltzer. But yeah, and the stupid seltzer, and that was before the movie started. And then after the movie ends, just my jaw unhinging. Yeah. Ah! Um, yeah. But my mom had like a similar reaction, like towards the end of the movie, uh -huh. like um, yeah. a, a thing happened and she literally texted me. She was like, what? <laughs> like, how dare they? Mm -hmm. How long has this movie been in theaters? I feel like I've never Ashes been. Ashes White? Yeah. Pretty recent. Okay. Very recent. I think it stops its run actually this week. It's what just because it did festivals for a while. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like before you mentioned it this week, Ashley, I had barely, like I've heard of the director. I don't even think I'd mm -hmm. heard of this movie. So <sighs> that freaking sucks yeah. that I might not see it but you'll see it eventually yeah Just also like you should watch Mountains May Depart his previous one was very mm. good okay I also starring Sao Tao oh Oh wait, right? Isn't he? He's they're like married. they're married, yeah. right? Oh, and she's his muse. Yeah, oh, she's like cute. unreal in his movies. But yeah, actually, like her presence is very different, and it's just mm -hmm. like you cannot stop looking. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's, she's great. She's fucking awesome. Um, well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to us rave on about movies. Uh, remember that Pod X tickets are on sale. We're going to go there. We're going to be there in Nashville. I thought you were phrasing that as a question to us. Uh, are they? Remember that we're going to that? Remember that you can buy tickets right now? Yeah, I yes. do. That's... Yeah, that's how I feel like that's how a lot of our mid-roll ads go. Hey, did you know that you can purchase this thing? Um, but yes, they're on sale. Podx.com slash TPS. TPS. We're also going to be at PAX East on Friday at 5 p.m. Bobcat Friday. Theater. Uh, yes, it would be great. Not this Friday. Not this Friday. Next God, Friday. Next no. Friday. But we will be there. Please say hello. We had fun last year, and we're hoping to have fun this year, or else. Um, and also, uh, don't forget voxmedia.com slash podsurvey if you want to fill out a, an audience survey to help us. It takes no more than five minutes, and it really helps us out. Yeah. I feel like we should give Karen a chance to plug. Karen, uh, would you, you like to plug? plug? I would love to. Please go 
to polygon.com slash entertainment and click every link that is on that page. <laughs> I am your not joking. <laughs> well, Only with Karen Hans. <laughs> you can also go to my byline and click all those links. It would be very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Excellent. Good plugging. Thank you. Well, everybody, if you would like to also <laughs> leave a review on Apple Podcasts, please do so. We always, always appreciate it. And if you have any questions or anything to say, anything you want answered on the show, please email us at polygonshow at polygon.com. Thank you. And have a wonderful weekend. Bye. Wow. (laughs) Extremely rude ending. (laughs) Are you sure? Indeed. You want to end with that. (sighs) Great. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) See you later.